News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the News Talk powerhouse of North Alabama and the biggest show on the afternoons across North Alabama. I mean all the way across. I mean from one end to the other across North Alabama is this one, Right Side Radio. I'm your host, Phil Williams, solid, conservative, just plain right, an audience full of right side ruffians and people that are willing to say not on my watch, and I appreciate it. I love my audience. Hey, listen, uh, i got to tell you guys about my friends over at etaxbreaks.com. etaxbreaks.com. Check them out. They are a company with 23 years of experience at finding money you did not know your company qualified for. And it's going to be for simple stuff. It's going to be for things that you didn't even know. It's going to be things like, who did you hire? Did you hire a veteran? Did you hire somebody with uh, a criminal background to give them a second chance, never knowing there was a tax credit for that? Did you did you retain your employees during the pandemic? Did you uh, your company survive a natural disaster? Did you, you know, all these things? There are over three thousand programs that provide grants and tax credits and incentives to companies for just doing the stuff that you probably thought was common sense. Well, it's real. Etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. That's the landing page they've got set up for you. They don't get paid unless they find you money. But they've invoiced right now over $7 million in found money for their clients just last month alone. Last month alone. So, folks, check out etaxbreaks.com forward slash right side. See what they can do for you. And listen, I, I know you hear me talk about um, my friends and supporters on the show, and, and I get inquiries once in a while. How do I advertise on Right Side Radio? Well, first of all, if you're not aware, we have a website, www.rightsideradio.org. You can go to rightsideradio.org. You can find out about, you know, you can, you can find out what uh, my bio and Copper's bio looks like. There's our picture on the page. We've got a photo gallery. We've got a recommended reading list. We've got clips from all of our previous shows, things that I've written in the past. But we've also got on there, if you go to the contact sheet on the website, rightsideradio.org, there's a place where it gives you the contact information for my friend Bobby. He will square you away if you want to advertise on this show. And we're already getting those inquiries like, how do I advertise on Right Side? Well, we will square you away. I just got one just a minute ago. Somebody just emailed and said, hey, Phil or Bobby, give me a call. I want to advertise on the show. That's huge. Thank you very much. Well, listen, we got some new stuff happening in the news right now. And... You know, it's amazing when you watch literal attempts to circumvent the law. Like, okay, we'll just, we'll just do things even though we know we're not supposed to. Now, keep in mind, you got three co-equal branches of government, right? The executive, the legislative, the judicial. The executive branch has the authority to make certain executive orders, but they don't establish law, all right? The legislature has the authority to appropriate funds— and also to legislate the laws of the land. And the judicial branch, therefore, is supposed to interpret those laws and apply them evenly to uh, all citizens. Okay, that being said, we have a situation right now. There's a lot of folks out in this world right now who are landlords. And, And sometimes that gets a bad rap, but let me just tell you, if you're not familiar, the vast majority of landlords are are not big money people. They are not the folks who you know, the big land barons and the slumlords who, who just live off of, you know, the largesse of other people who don't, don't have much in life. No, a bunch of them are just mom and pops who worked hard and maybe saved up some money and bought a little rental house and they make a little money on the side with it. I can't tell you how many people I know as a practicing attorney who inherit a house. They inherited mama's house and they, they went in and put a fresh coat of paint on it and mowed the grass 
and and I helped them set up a little separate LLC and they put the house in the LLC so they've got some protections there and then they just rent it out and you know the the, the mortgage on the house is is $350 a month and they rent it out for 550 and they make $200 a month wow but for them it's a little extra something all I'm saying is that's an important part of our economy there will always be people that have to rent which means there will always be people that are the renters, which or the rental people, the, the landlords. And right now we got a situation where for the better part of a year and a half almost, there's been an eviction moratorium in place. Eviction is that process. Under the law, it's called unlawful detainer, where basically someone has unlawfully detained themselves to your property, and they will not leave despite the fact that they do not fulfill their contractual obligations. If you sign a contract and say you're going to pay and you can't, then you shouldn't stay. It's the old rule that I always tell people in real estate law. If you pay, you stay. If you don't, you won't. How legal is that? It's common sense. But what's happening right now is the eviction moratorium that was put in place because of COVID world. And I get it. If your business is shut down, I saw what they were doing. They were saying eviction moratorium, freeze the, freeze the evictions. Don't start sending people out into the streets right now because most of them don't have work. But then what happened? Well, the government began to pay them more to stay home than they did to go to work. And then on top of that, government aid came in. How many people had a Biden check show up in their, their, you know, in their checkbooks? And they just, all of a sudden they had money. And, and then on top of that, just this summer, there are, checks being mailed to people's houses as part of the uh the child tax credit except it being a tax credit it's actually a payment and it's coming to you in advance and people are getting money showing up in the mail basically money is flowing right now on top of that there were over 34 billion dollars i believe it was in the cares act for states to provide um rental aid and yet despite that fact what we are seeing is a pandemic of non-payment. And landlords, most of whom are just good, honest, solid, hardworking, salt of the earth, down to, you know, right down the street from you type people, who are not getting any relief because the people who should be drawing the aid to get paid or signing up for it won't for whatever reason, but yet they also won't pay their bills whether they have money or not, I don't know. And the landlord is the one left to suffer. I talked to a bankruptcy attorney the other day. I think I've mentioned this once on the show before. And literally they said, it's, it's going to be an epidemic here very soon of bankruptcies being filed. And it's not going to be the person who was the renter. It's going to be the landlords who have been stuck with having to pay mortgages. When you've got mom and pop who, who inherited the little house from mama and it had a small mortgage on it, and they took out a line of credit to fix it up and get it ready for rental. And now they're paying on that note. And a part of their monthly cost is to maintain that mortgage, but they rely upon the rental payment to do it. And the rental payment doesn't come in. Guess who gets stuck with it? That's right. Or how about the very situation that Charlene and I found ourselves in some years ago? We spent a brief year doing ministry in uh, Georgia. When I was in full-time ministry, my first year in full-time ministry was in Georgia, and then we came back to Alabama and spent the next six or seven years on staff with Young Life Ministries. Young Life Ministries is a wonderful organization. I love Young Life. It, it, was, a, it was a huge part of my personal uh, growth as a Christian as a kid, and then I was honored to be on staff with them. 
but it doesn't pay a whole lot, just to be honest. It doesn't, and that was part of the sacrifice. It was like being a missionary. We knew that. We were, I was actually ordained to the ministry for home missions. And that being said, what I'm saying is we moved back to Alabama, but the house in Georgia wouldn't sell. And so for the better part of a first year, I was back here in Alabama while Charlene and the kids were in Georgia, and I only got to see them on the weekends. Finally decided enough of that. We can't do this. So I brought them to Alabama. We rented out the house in Georgia while we also rented a house here in Alabama. So I had technically a mortgage back in Georgia and a rental payment here until the day came that my renters decided to quit paying. Apparently they didn't think I had the strength or the clout or the legal, you know, uh, oomph to get it done. And they just chose not to pay. And for roughly six or seven months, Charlene and I got down to the point that we didn't know how we were going to make it. And, and literally, it's a story that maybe I'll tell in more detail one day about turning that situation over to the Lord. But what I'm saying is, we were not big land barons. We were just hardworking young couple who was stuck with a position where our job required us to move and the house wouldn't sell, so we had a renter in it. And if we were in that situation right now, that renter would be off scot-free because the Biden administration just circumvented the law. The Biden administration said, you know what, that thing, that eviction moratorium, we know we don't have the authority to do this, but the CDC has decided it is as strong as Congress. The Centers for Disease Control just yesterday announced that they are extending the eviction moratorium. How does that even work, y'all? How does the CDC have the authority to issue a blanket rule that basically stagnates law in every state in the union. It's not like they're, they're mandating things regarding disease, although they're trying to claim that it is because, oh my gosh, if you turn people out in the streets, if you push granny out on the front porch and say, good luck to you, they'll be out there spreading COVID. That's just crap. And so what we got right now is a situation where the CDC, a non-legislative entity, a branch of the executive, if you will, has literally said that they will be the lawmakers. And why Congress is not screaming? I've got right now, I've got a U.S. delegation. I hope some of y'all are listening, or maybe your staffers are listening. I would hope that Congressman Adderholt is saying, this is not going to happen on my watch. I would hope that those who are running for office are calling this out. I hope that Senator Shelby is saying, what in God's name are you doing, CDC? Now, just last week, the Congress had an opportunity under Democrat control to do something about it, and they chose not to. They couldn't make it happen because they knew it shouldn't. The Biden administration said, yeah, I don't know that we can do this without the Congress. So guess what happened? The CDC comes out and does it for them. And so what I'm looking at right now is an article from the Washington Examiner that says the title of it is Socialism Fails at the Ballot Box, so Biden just uses the CDC to eliminate property rights. Go back as far as you can in history. Before we had a Declaration of Independence, before we had a U.S. Constitution that established rights for citizens that were equal across the board, before we had anything like that, one of the foundational documents of Western society was the Magna Carta, which established the rights of property, among other things. At a day when the, back in the day when the fiefdoms and the lords of the land, to, to, have, to be a landed, titled individual meant everything, the common man could own no land. And that began to change. If you go to law school, you know, I can just tell you, one of the most uh, unusual and difficult and wordy and archaic-seeming classes you will take is a class on real property. Because property 
dates back. The laws predate our own society. And yet what we're looking at right now is the Biden administration believes that among all the other things that they can change, they should be allowed to change property rights. All right, this one just fires me up. And, And I would hope that soon enough, some Republicans who allegedly are conservative in Congress or the Senate are going to make noise right here. I'm hearing nothing right now. Nothing. And, and that's a crime. We're going to be heading into a break here. Uh, and when we come back, I'm going, to, I'm going to talk about this a little more. There's some details that will boggle your mind. But the main thing you need to understand right now is that if you are the average citizen who just happens to have a rental property, just happens to have that place you saved up hard for and worked to, to establish. I know one young couple that's working on their, their goal is to have several rental houses because they know that property is a great way to make money. And, it, and it's honorable. And you're providing living space, but you're also showing the labor that you put into it. That's being stripped away right now by a non-governmental or non-legislative entity called the CDC. Boggles my mind. Phil Williams. Right Side Radio, News Talk 770, 92.5 FM, 770 AM. We'll be right back. Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. And right now, a little mad, but uh, I'll get back to that in a minute. Let me tell you real quick, though, about my friends at ZLA Solutions, because that's not going to make me mad. (laughs) ZLA Solutions, you can find their website, ZLAUSA.com. If you're looking for a job, they've got jobs posted right now at ZLAUSA.com. If you're an employer looking to fill out the ranks of your workforce, which is hard to do right now, go to ZLAUSA.com. ZLA Solutions is a staffing company that has been putting people back to work all across North Alabama and getting quite the reputation for doing so. They can do all the headhunting for you. They can handle your logistics. They can help you with management. Blue collar, white collar, no collar, doesn't matter. ZLA Solutions. They like to say, ZLA, we don't make it. We make it better. That's ZLAUSA.com is the website for ZLA Solutions. Hey, listen, um, I was talking before the break and I was getting a little fired up, but let me give you some statistics on this. All right. So what we're talking about right now is the fact that the CDC, that's right, the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC has determined that they have the authority and I'm trying to find it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking around trying to what somebody give me, please, the legal authority for why the CDC can enact a, an eviction moratorium. It seems well outside of their purview. But right now, the CDC is determined that uh, it would advance the spread of COVID if they don't have an eviction moratorium. And so the CDC has issued the new temporary moratorium through October of this year. All right, keep in mind, I'm looking at an official uh, uh, publication here. Literally, it says, the majority of the nation's landlords are individual investors. That's what I said a while ago. They own about 23 million units in 17 million properties across the United States. And of those 23 million units, 6 million renters are behind on their rent in the middle of the eviction moratorium. 6 million. Now, the, the vast majority of those uh, 
facilities, those rental facilities, are, are probably not paid for. They're probably under a mortgage, which means the landlord's got to figure out what to do. Well, there's $34 billion in federal aid that's been given to try and help these people. Well, it doesn't work if the tenant won't get involved. I mean, here's one case example. A guy named Howard Simon owns a building in Massachusetts. He has three rental units in it. One of those hasn't paid the rent since last October, and is, is and he's behind $7,000 right now because of that. And, and literally, he says he can't get the tenant to even answer the mail, to, to talk to him, to tell him what's going on. And the tenant won't get involved with filling out the application for aid. So the $34 billion is out there, but it's not being distributed very well because local governments have set up lots of new infrastructure for how this has to be applied. And I get it. You don't want people turned out in the street for no reason. But at the same time, you also want to preserve your local economy, don't you? And if these, if these houses that were, you know, rentals, if no one wants to get into the rental market anymore, then small houses stay on the market without getting sold. And if apartment owners are going bankrupt, then guess what happens? The big corporations swoop in and buy them off the mom and pops for pennies on the dollar, and they take losses to get out of the, the fact they're going under, while the big, you know, the big mega companies come in, and they can enact all kinds of policies that make life more difficult for the low income. So I'm just telling you right now, they're creating a monster by doing this. And, and a guy named uh, Dean Hunter, he's a CEO of an organization called the Small Multifamily Owners Association. He's a landlord himself. He says, the rental assistance bureaucracy is a monster. It's the most excessively and overly broad taking of private property in his lifetime. He says, the eviction moratorium is killing small landlords, not the pandemic itself. Well, that's where we are, folks. The Biden administration is determined to go ahead and tear things up, and that does impact Alabama. And in a town like Huntsville, for instance, where people come and go quite often for military duty or TDY, you've got lots of rental facilities. And if they won't pay their rent and they just walk out the door, now, if they're coming in with BAH because they're military, I get it. But if you got people that are coming and going for school or anything else and they won't pay their rent and you got no choice, guess what happens? The renter gets away with it. The landlord suffers. All right, next hour, we got uh, John Roberts, who's a congressional candidate, uh, running for Congress, coming on the show. It's Right Side Radio, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM. We'll be right back after the news.